Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus you're a 415er. 415er. You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. As always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Got a lot of good content coming your way this offseason twice a week. Please download the Odyssey app to check more of that out. Download, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast from. We're going to have some discussion, as we tend to do, about the quarterbacks because... <laughs> I would say a pretty prominent name in football uh, put Sam Darnold into a certain conversation. We're also going to talk about the the running back, Christian McCaffrey, who's actually stayed out of a lot of conversations this offseason, Mark. And then uh, something that you're going to bring to the forefront, which I'm interested to hear about how the 49ers schedule isn't really as favorable as maybe some are, are kind of uh, making it out to be. But before we get into that, Mark Grandy, Evan Giddings, as always, Mark, my man, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to, to dig into some of the numbers uh, about the schedule. So we'll get to that later. Uh, hint, as, as you said, not as favorable. Um, the Niners uh, are going to be at a disadvantage a number of weeks, big time. So we'll talk about that. I'm really excited about that. But as you mentioned, we got to take care of some business first. And the way you do that is by talking about the stars and the quarterback position. Uh, so we'll get that out of the way first. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, man. No complaints. Happy to have some some juicy news always, of course, surrounding the 49ers. Uh, and now we get to, I think, flash a little bit of our creativity because there's not going to be the big story every single week, even when it comes to you know rookie minicamps, OTAs, 
upcoming events that the 49ers are involved in where there's actually football, um, there may not always be, you know, a hot topic to kind of press. So we're going to try and get creative here on the podcast. And I'm looking forward to that. But what we do have to talk about is Lewis Riddick of ESPN. And I actually think he's a pretty bright football mind, Mark. I don't know about you, but I think he does a great job on Monday Night Football or has, uh, of course, his feature on a lot of NFL programming on ESPN. But he was on the Rich Eisen show and was discussing the 49ers quarterback situation and allegedly had a conversation with someone you know, that, that he trusts, um, that knows the 49ers well, and essentially said that because the 49ers don't know what they're going to get from Brock Purdy, um, you know, Trey Lance might be in the mix, but quote, they believe that Sam Darnold in that match with Kyle Shanahan and out there in San Francisco could finally be the spot that totally makes him become the out of nowhere surprise of the year. So uh, book it, Mark. NFL comeback player of the year, Sam Darnold. Check. <laughs> comeback play. I feel like I've, I've just been immediately rewound to the conversation <laughs> we had about Geno Smith. What yeah. the hell did Sam Darnold come back from? Mediocrity? Terrible teams? Like, is, is that where this conversation yeah. is going? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I. My first thought when I hear something like this, first of all, I agree with you. I really respect Lewis Riddick, and uh, I think his opinion holds a lot of weight. Now, this isn't really one of his opinions. I guess the the opinion that matters from him in this is that he trusts whoever it was that told him, but this is someone else's opinion that they're just passing along to Lewis Reddick that he's now passing along to the masses. Um, I am not so sure, Evan, if this is the person that Lewis Reddick is talking to again, someone who he thinks is plugged in and knows what he's talking about within the 49ers. I am not so sure that this is, about Sam Darnold as much as it is something we've talked about a lot just about the 49ers roster and and about the opportunity that any quarterback has with this roster um obviously Sam Darnold to have success is going to have to at least be a decent quarterback if and when he gets out there it's something that Kyle Shanahan talked about I think it was last week maybe 10 days ago now a week and a half ago at that, that Dwight Clark legacy event uh, that we've heard a lot about where he said, you know, Sam Donald is one of the few people on this earth who have the elite arm talent that allow you to make it in the NFL. And that's not saying that he has one of the most incredible arms of all of the players in the NFL. It just means he's not like us normal folk. He has an incredible arm and that allowed him to have great success at USC be a real high draft pick and, you know, live out a career in the NFL, even if it's not a great one. That's all that Kyle Shanahan was saying there. So I don't know. These comments to me, Evan, seem to mean more about the situation the 49ers are in. Therefore, the situation that these quarterbacks are in, perhaps more so than any singular quarterback's individual talent. I, I'm with you. I think it is a glowing proclamation about Kyle Shanahan the fact that a guy who although he's played 50 plus games in the NFL started the majority of them as a top pick has not had much success could all of a sudden go to his third team yeah. and potentially become the quote out of nowhere surprise of the year that's all about Kyle Shanahan and you're right Lewis Riddick is discussing something that somebody told him it's not necessarily an opinion um but 
you know, kind of what I, I take away from this, and I, I do wonder, it was only a year ago, so prior to the 2022 season, when there were serious conversations about if Kyle Shanahan could win with a with a quarterback not named Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> and understandably, he took the last pick of the draft and won a bunch of games. Obviously, he won with Jimmy, and Trey unfortunately didn't get a, get a shot. But I, it's just interesting to me how we're kind of quick to immediately move on. And this is not to, to reframe Jimmy Garoppolo by any means, but essentially what you're saying is that each quarterback on this roster can be as effective, as efficient as Jimmy Garoppolo. Because I believe Brock Purdy can be, and then some. Uh, I still have question marks about Trey Lance, but I've seen a lot of Sam Darnold. And not to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is a, a, an all-world quarterback, uh, but Sam Darnold wasn't even as good statistically as Jimmy G in his few opportunities. If you want to say it's situation-based, I'll hear you. Um, and I don't want to make this like a, a glow, you know, a, a, a just sitting here and just stroke Jimmy G, but um, he, he played at a certain level that was required of him to win games, and I just think we're assuming that that's just going to happen this year. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I understand that. I also think part of that, and it's something we touched on a little bit last week, is the Brock Purdy effect. How a rookie goes in there and has all this success. I think the automatic conclusion that our brains logically draw is... If that guy can do it, anyone can do it. Um, so I, I think there's just a lot of people out there, and I don't want to say lazy. I think that's the wrong word. But I, I think you have to kind of fight back that instinct a little bit because it is a natural instinct. You see someone who, okay, had some success at the collegiate level but wasn't even a star really in college. I mean, I know you lived in the Midwest a little bit for, for some time. I lived in the Midwest as well. I actually lived in Iowa for a little bit while Brock Purdy was at Iowa State. He was a big name in the state of Iowa, but you go outside of that, you go outside of Big 12 country, and there's almost no one aside from the real big college football fans who had ever heard of Brock Purdy's name before. So you see a guy like that come in as a rookie and have that level of success. You see him win multiple playoff games. You see him win a Thursday night game in Seattle. Uh, you see him beat the greatest quarterback of all time in his first start. Um, and suddenly you think, okay, like if this guy can do it, what can a guy who was drafted way higher, who's been in the league longer, who probably has a stronger arm, can throw the ball further down the field, what can he possibly do? I think that's the natural response, Evan. And I can kind of understand it because, again, of all the weapons that the 49ers have, but I think we just have to kind of fight back against that instinct just a little bit because that's not that simple. And if you are having, if you're coming to that conclusion, um, it's frankly quite disrespectful to Brock Purdy because you're just writing off everything that he accomplished and saying any run-of-the-mill guy can do the same thing. Well, that's why it's kind of the Orlovsky thing that he was talking about with Sam Darnold. I think it was last week and why I pointed out that it might be what you just said, disrespectful to Brock Purdy. I don't think Brock is a athletic freak, but we saw him do things that 
other quarterbacks in this system couldn't. He had all of the weapons, and we're going to talk about probably the biggest one, the running back, coming up in just a little bit. But I, I just it, it it seems to me, Mark, that the 49ers are continuing to to spiral. And I hate to bring his name up, but in, in a Jimmy Garoppolo-esque fashion, because unless Brock Purdy is healthy and helps this team get past where they were the last two years, I think we're going to start to see that conversation be reframed around, well, you know, Kyle Shanahan can do it with anybody, but he can't win the big one with anybody. And so that's why I, I just wonder what the ultimate optimism is surrounding Sam Darnold, because I think he's a great third quarterback. I think he might be a solid backup quarterback. But if he's your starting quarterback, from what I've seen so far in the NFL, that means you have a ceiling. And while the rest of that roster might mean that your ceiling is an NFC championship game, I have very, I have a very difficult time seeing you as a Super Bowl contender, a legitimate one that could run the table and beat the best in the AFC, as well as perhaps some of the top teams in the NFC, because eventually I see, I, I just, I see the same thing beginning to happen where at the end of the year, we're going to look at this team and say they are great about, you know, from positions two through 22 in the starting lineup. But that number one spot, that quarterback spot is what's holding them back. And I just feel like Sam Darnold is destined for that if he is in fact named the starter and Brock Purdy can't go this year. Yeah, and I'm, that's the reason right there. The argument you just laid out or your thought process is the reason that the 49ers moved heaven and earth to draft Trey Lance, to move up in the draft and take a quarterback because they had Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, a reason as well was injury. At least that's the reason that Kyle Shanahan stated publicly. But you and I know, Niner fans know, also a big reason, probably the biggest reason was well, we're not so sure that Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough to win the big games consistently in January and February. Um, and that's why they they did that. And now, you know, a few years removed from it, a couple years removed from it, you're still not sure who you have in Trey Lance. So the 49ers are still going through that process of trying to find that guy. Um, they hope Brock Purdy is it. Maybe they, you know, lightning struck and whatever, and, and they have that guy now. But in the meantime, they're going to keep searching until they find that guy. I'm with you. I don't think Sam Darnold is that guy. I would be absolutely shocked. But the 49ers are still in that process of trying to find that guy. So I don't blame them for going out and, and trying to keep searching. But I'm with you. I mean, I don't think it's Sam Darnold. It's, it's most likely if the guy is on the roster, it is Brock Purdy because he's had the most success already at this level. Um, but for people to continue to suggest, and I, you know, they're not really suggesting this in as many words, um, but for them to suggest that Sam Darnold might be the, the 49ers quarterback of the future, the guy that can finally lead them to their sixth Lombardi. It's just pretty far fetched for me. Well, and also if he, if he does do that, uh, he, he won't be on the team for very long because they <laughs> won't be able to afford him. So like, yeah. this is, you know, a, a short-term contract that is mutually beneficial because if he plays, he boosts his value. If he doesn't play, he might also boost his value. Either way, the 49ers have a semi-established quarterback in the league that they can depend on if they need to go to. And one other thing really quickly before we shift gears, um, 
You mentioned Orlovsky, his comments about Sam Darnold. These ones from Lewis Riddick. You remember when Matt Mayoko a couple of weeks ago said he might be the most talented thrower of the football in 49ers history. Um, all of those together, there's others that I'm not mentioning. If Sam Darnold plays well and is successful, uh, I'm sorry, Lewis Riddick, but it's not going to be an out-of-nowhere surprise considering everyone has talked this dude up all offseason. So if he has success... You know, it, it might be a good story and it, it, it might be fun, but it's not coming out of nowhere because there's been an awful lot of talk about this guy this offseason. An awful lot. No, I, I think that <laughs> like he may not be out of nowhere, but I, I will be surprised. I, I'll, I'll yeah. say that right now. If Sam Darnold is a starter day one, I'll be surprised. And if he plays well and helps this team to a lot of wins, I will be doubly surprised. So that's where I could see him being the out of nowhere. I think he, of course, it's on the Rich Eisen show. He's speaking to a national audience, which is like, who the hell is Sam Darnold? And why is he being <laughs> talked about the starting quarterback in San Francisco? Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, I would be, I'd be surprised as well. It's just, I mean, you and I, obviously, and, and all of our listeners and everyone yeah. out here are very plugged in to every single word that everyone says about the San Francisco 49ers. So we've heard all of this stuff, but you're right. I mean, most people out there probably are like, Sam Donald's on the 49ers? Who? Like, I, I don't even know that. I thought he was still a Panthers quarterback. Or I thought he was a still a USC. Quarterback. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. real. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I'd be surprised if he has success uh, for more than just a game or two on the 49ers, if, if that even happens at all.